Elimination Chamber 2020 on the road to WrestleMania. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by the Blueprint, the mayor of Longwood, Florida, Mr. Matt Morgan, fresh off his appearance on Fox and Friends this morning, making the big time. <laughs> I popped for that. I was like, good Lord. That's a show I've heard of. <laughs> National, baby. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, Glenn. As always, thank you. You're the man. No, dude, it was great appearance. Uh, I sent you that edited clip uh, so people could check it out on your Thank social you. media. Of course, man. Um, so tonight, Elimination Chamber, mixed yeah. response from the crowd. I mean, Matt, overall, what did you think of this pay-per-view? In the words of Raj Geary, eh, it was there. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been more. Uh, but that being said, <laughs> for a completely inessential pay-per-view that mostly played out how we thought it would, I thought the matches were quite good. Yeah, like the first match, like for instance, Daniel Bryan, uh, his match was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, um, Tuck, Tucker and Otis got over in their tag match. Um, yeah, there's different things that happened on tonight's pay-per-view, but... Um, all in all, it was an okay show. Um, I got to admit, if I didn't have to do this podcast, I don't think I would watch this one. I think I, I'd watch the women's. The yeah. women, no, not maybe not even the women's uh, match because we knew who was going to win. And that is why I yelled out, holy shit, at the top of my lungs when <laughs> Sami Zayn became the new Intercontinental Champion. I thought Braun Strowman had it in the bag, was barely For paying sure. attention. Could not believe it. For sure. That was pretty crazy, I thought. Yeah, that's true. And under circumstances we never would have predicted years ago on this podcast when we we're saying, oh, Sammy and the IC title seem like a perfect fit for each other. It's going to happen one day. Never thought it would <laughs> happen like this in a match he hardly uh, wrestled in. I don't even think he really wrestled in this match except to get the pin. No, I mean, it, it's something, it, it gives uh, him something to chase, um, which is weird. Yeah. When you think about it, to have a guy that size, it's like role reversal. Yeah. It's usually the small, small guy chasing the big oversized bully heel to at WrestleMania. And then he, you know, he finally wins, you know, the title. Not, not like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I think Braun's going to get it back at Mania. Pretty sure. Yes. Uh, Antoine Fair with the Super Chat saying, the crowd brought this pay-per-view down. The pay-per-view was a solid B, but it felt like a C because the crowd gave it no energy after the tag chamber match. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little uh, tough to uh, bookend, I think, with those lengthy matches. Then the Elimination Chamber is not the Royal Rumble. It's not money in the bank. I think it's probably right. the least exciting of the gimmick pay-per-views. Would you agree? Right. I would, uh, and yeah, I would. I, there, there's always that one opportunity for like, the one big high spot, right? Like we saw in the men's uh, chamber match um, for the for the men's tag match, right? We saw Lince Dorado do his little gimmick off the top of the yeah. uh, of the thing, but even that, I don't think I paid money to see it like I would the Rumble. Um, Wayne Montgomery with the super chat saying, Hey, Matt Morgan, great video of your story. Love you. 
Uh, thanks, Wayne. Love you too, bro. Thank you. And I have to shout out the chat room for a second. Michael Rouse on Facebook is saying, Glenn doesn't look at these comments. He only looks at YouTube. Oh, no. With our fancy streaming software, your comments on Facebook, Periscope, <laughs> and YouTube are all displayed uh, for me on the right-hand side of the screen. And we try and get to all of them. Obviously, Super Chats are highlighted. That's the main reason why it catches my attention. It's great when you give us my, It's great when you give Raj Geary money. But uh, the highlighted color, I definitely <laughs> catches my eye. But I'm always, always looking to the right to... Uh, see what you all are saying uh matt 1023 is saying love the podcast been a wrestling fan for a while don't even watch it on tv anymore i just watch you guys you're amazing thank you sir man that's the best i love i love those comments and i would be remiss if not saying ramon and odisho saying on our deathbeds a lot of us will remember this pay-per-view and wish we had four more hours of life left <laughs> that's good <laughs> WWE should put that on the DVD release just right there on the box <laughs> that was really funny though that was good yeah so uh, we're not going to talk about the Viking Raiders versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder on the pre-show like that was just there let's talk about Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak uh, Matt what did you think of the match tonight I, I I knew going into it I would like this um, because we knew Drew was going to, not Drew, we knew Daniel Bryan was going to put his workers' boots on and get this dude over. Um, I think he did as good of a job as he could. He gave Drew the entire effing match, for crying out loud, and just pulled it together at the end, right, with with uh, uh, the yes lock, yeah. right, at the very, very end, the LaBelle lock, the very, very finish of it. So he literally gave that dude 90% of that match. Um, here's my question. Do you think Drew made use of it in that besides – because when I go back and I watch it, I thought Drew did a good job. He wrestled a really good match. My question, though, is did he get himself over more tonight in this match? Did he take the 90% that Daniel Bryan gave him in this match, and did he become more over? That's my question to you. So he – Daniel Bryan did the hand, the arm out, the show of respect at the end, saying, hey, crowd, how about this guy? Uh, Matt, how many times have you done that on a match that you won where you were like, now give it up for my opponent, everybody? As a baby face, yeah, I, I have. Just maybe not on a TV match and stuff like that, but little, uh, you know, crap indie shots or something yeah, like you that. Yeah, wrestle a kid that's an up-and-comer. Or whatever. Yeah. Or, or yeah. But uh, it's the right thing to do, right? When you're trying to get it's baby, baby, or it's this wasn't baby, baby though. So um, it really was a good visual, and it says this dude has my stamp of approval. You guys should approve of him too. So my question with all that though is, do you feel that Drew is now a bigger star though? Um. It entirely depends on what they do. So Brian Almeida in the comments is saying Gulak raised his stock for sure. It felt like a reset of his character as a master wrestler, not a comedy guy. That being said, let me bounce this off you, Matt. If Drew had come to the ring, and remember this match happened because Drew was saying, I know all Daniel Bryan's weaknesses. Uh, you know, he's like, I've got the data points. I've got the skill set. If they would have let him open with his gimmick a little more, and if at the end Daniel Bryan would have said, you know what? I beat you tonight. But you push me in my limit. You know me inside and out. You're the smartest guy in the ring. What do you say? You and I team up 
and use your brain and our technical abilities and run through this roster, I feel like they could have given the storyline a little bit of a, a jump off point to where they go from here. Because right now this was just a great exhibition between two guys that respect each other. I don't know that Drew's going to have momentum aside from the wrestling nerds that just love the technical prowess of this match. Yeah. And that's there's something there that I don't know what I felt was missing. Cause I love the match. Drew, the cool story in this match was Drew lived up to his word. He did take apart all of his weaknesses. If you will go back and watch the match, he put he did like a bunch of different reversals to mm-hmm. continue to go back to uh, uh, working Daniel Bryan's bad neck and injured neck. And commentary did an outstanding job, I thought, of getting that over as well. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan looked like he was really in peril in this match. Yeah, um, which is excellent. So it's up to WWE to follow through now. Uh, I almost thought they were going to give Daniel some time off, but they wouldn't do that right before WrestleMania. So maybe we'll see. Okay, so wait. So uh, Keith Robbins is saying Daniel Bryan did say that in the post-interview. So it's good if they uh, pair them up and do more with them together. But I thought tonight with uh, referee Is that stoppage, what he said? I didn't see that. Was that on the pay-per-view or was that on YouTube? I, I apologize. I it. I, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I apologize. I didn't see that. Huh. Now, Granted, many people had WWE stream issues tonight. It wasn't too bad for me, but at one point I did have to uh, go back and start it again to skip and get to where I needed to be. Um, That being said, this was a great match. Uh, If Sami Zayn hadn't won the title tonight, this this may have been the high point just on the pure level of like, oh my God, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan are opening a pay-per-view. But they went from that. What did you think of... Andrade with Zelina Vega versus Umberto Carrillo for the U.S. Championship, and Andrade retaining via pinfall with a roll-up and grabbing the tights. I did not see that coming. I thought for sure this was pointing towards a title switch here, especially with the trouble uh, Andrade's been in. Yes. Uh, Chris Jones is asking, is there any significance to the checkerboard background? Yes. Sami Zayn winning the title. Uh, Sami's Original gear, the sky and the two-tone. I was like, if tonight there was the night to go with the checkerboard. <laughs> there you go. Tribute. I try and come up with like topical things. A lot of the time I feel like, uh, you know, I just have the backgrounds I like, but I like, I like something a little topical with it. Um, this was a good match. I don't know, though, that Andrade winning. I mean, I feel like Umberto, if they're going to take him to the next level, the U.S. title would have been a good way to do it. But clearly, to your point, Matt, they're not punishing Andrade uh, by stripping the belt off of him at this point. No, apparently not. And, I mean, I almost don't want to talk about this too much because I I would bet money we're going to see a rematch of this tomorrow night or these two guys mixing it up, oh, teaming man. with Ray and uh, Angel. I got to just, just throw somebody completely non-luchador in the middle of the summer. They got, they got to break this up. I hate when they keep doing it. Don't get me wrong. These talents are both awesome. And there's a natural storyline to it. To be fair, there is. But um, yeah. it's like we keep... I, I just hate when they keep putting pigeonhole in them. We watch some really cool mixes and, and you know, mix and mesh or whatever the word is of um, different styles and, and talents like they usually do. But they're not doing that now. They're throwing everybody who's a luchador. I accept... Lucha House Party, who was in that mm. tag match tonight, which was good. Um, 
you don't do the same stuff. So I don't know. Um, they gotta get Lawler off the commentary for oh my god for these. Oh I was reading on Twitter's. I mean, I just the things he was says like th- this. Like I would keep him away from this in the women's matches just to be safe. Like anything where. Anything where he turns into like your drunk uncle, just getting a little too loose <laughs> with his comparisons. We've all had that family gathering where you have to be like, oh, he's old. He's set in his ways. He's really not a bad guy. He really doesn't mean it. He has no idea what he's really saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Times have changed. Yes. He hasn't. Uh, not a good look for a commentary. Ah, uh, anyhow, um, he, 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 he's getting, he, yeah, I agree with you on that. I do. Um, tag team elimination chamber match for the SmackDown tag team titles. The Miz and John Morrison versus the new day versus the Usos versus heavy machinery versus Lucha house party versus Dolph Ziggler and Ro- uh, Robert Roode. We had, uh, uh, Miz and Morrison retaining here tonight, but we got some story with heavy machinery and we Dolph did. Ziggler and Robert Roode. We got some good spots off the top of the chamber. What did you like about this match? I don't like the way Otis says Tucker. I've had enough. I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> That's not what I should have taken from this match. But um, t- um, Otis continues to get more over. Um, Tucker had a really cool spot in tonight's match. And he did a good job. I don't know if you well, obviously you remember everybody remembers when Otis went flying through the uh, uh, chamber. He yeah. went through the front end and the back end and just like a gunshot, and he was knocked out for the rest of the match. And the great slow burn on um, his partner Tucker's face when he turns around and slowly points at what's his name, um, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And his body language slowly stepping back into the ring, and then just losing it on both of uh, Bobby Roode and Ziggler was very well done. Um, and the crowd popped huge for Tucker in this moment. Finally, Tucker's always been the leftover guy. He's the guy nobody really's been reacting to because Otis is so him over. Tonight they reacted to him. Granted, it was because of Otis. But my point is, I thought Tucker did a good job there of getting himself over, um, and the fans came with him on that explosion, which was really well done. He didn't miss his opportunity. I was really happy for him. Um, and then um, I was ho- – I mean, I wanted to see Miz and Morrison hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, so I was happy for that. But I, I think there was a lot of cool – matchups here where they they showed uh wow this match would be cool if this was just a clean tag match between two teams i thought so for the usos and miz and morrison for a minute there yeah but that would be cool um i know I, I think the tag division is looking pretty is pretty decent actually it is i mean look you can't go wrong when you've got the new day and the usos involved in any match lucha house party every team brought it tonight i feel like as far as a multi tag team match. This was good. There was a lot going on, but I feel like I have to point out, I don't know if you saw Ms. Morrison on the pre-show, the little promo they did. No. I mean, what do you make of it? You're in the elimination chamber match. You're the champions. This is a championship match. And what's the hottest storyline? Heavy machinery and Rude and Ziggler. It is. 
you know, that's got to be tough. I don't. I, it's really got to be tough for Morrison, um, and Mi- both both guys, Miz and Morrison, because here you had Miz, who's been a you know perennial off and on. Well, that's not the same thing as perennial. Um, he's been an off and on <laughs> uh, main <laughs> main eventer. Um, Right, and he's really upped his stock since Morrison is up the company. Then Morrison comes back; they go back to tagging, and here is Morrison, you know, not coming back as a single star, but be put together as a tag team. And this is the best you have. I just don't think this is the best use overall for what you could be doing with with uh, uh, Morrison, in my opinion. But no, I, I do like see him tag with Miz, but he definitely does, right? No, they're both singles acts, and they come across like sidekicks when they're together. Um, you know, to that point, Matt, I have to to put this out there. I almost think Morrison, mm-hmm. and no disrespect to Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, I think Morrison would have been better in the Ziggler role in the heavy machinery thing with Mandy. I think that that would have at least put them front and center. We've got a title on the line. We've got a, a girl on the line. Okay. I didn't think of that. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, you know, maybe on paper, you know, if I'm Morris, I'm like, dude, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> but then again, but then again, there's, you can't always just look at it on paper because look what this has turned into. I think it could be ridiculous at times, that storyline. Absolutely. But you can't argue it's gotten this dude, Otis, crazy over. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Xyler Spree, Spree. I'm not even, I'm gonna massacre this. Uh saying worst pay-per-view ever for me, and I was there live. Plus Gulak is from Philly. That's probably why it's such a high <laughs> spot tonight. Um yeah. the crowd energy was something. It, I mean, we'll we we'll talk about it more tomorrow, I'm sure, uh, as the news stories develops. This has got to be a weird time to go to large gatherings of people, just given everything you're hearing on the news. And I don't care, you know, how much you believe yes. or don't believe, like I think that uh, something's going to be really good to take your mind off all the troubles in the world. And I think that's why people go to these things, right? I think that's what you look to do, right? Right After 9-11, WWE was Mm -hmm. the first, right? Were they the first uh, uh, sports or whatever type of show to run a live event, right? I could have sworn we did. But um, that's what these shows are supposed to be, do. Get your mind off it. And by the way, have they canceled any yet? Have they said anything? No. There's been no cancellations. Uh, we do have a confirmed news story that WWE NXT meet and greets are now no touching between fans and the talent. And if you saw the photos of Sasha Banks yesterday at her signing, she was holding up the legit boss rings. And you could see she had blue gloves underneath in all the photos with fans. So it's on their radar. I mean, it's, it's on everyone's radar, right? I mean, you're the mayor of a city. Right. Every. There's no yes. one, no, I mean, as a business owner, I'm thinking about this and, you know, the economic ramifications, yes. the safety ramifications, it's on everyone's mind. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see what happens with WWE. But I think that these next two weeks, and I'm sure you're thinking the same thing, these next two weeks are going to be critical just to figure out what the actual situation is that we're facing. Yeah. Yes. Seriously, I think you're right. You know, yeah. I, I just, um, it's crazy though that a fan was at tonight's show and still said it's the worst paper. Because <laughs> usually, fan, you gotta admit, when we go to a show live, at least you get the energy, the excitement, the music, 
uh, you know, the loudness of the show, the excitement, the thrill, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you usually could take a a C show and turn it into maybe a B minus show if you were there live. Um, but that's awesome. He still said it's the worst show yeah. you see all year. <laughs> Justin Lopez with the super chat asking, does uh, Ziggler versus Otis make the main card at Mania? I mean, it has to. <clears throat> I have a hard time answering that because right it's important it feels like they've made it important enough to sadly enough and i shouldn't even say sadly enough because the dude's getting over from it Otis is getting over from this right he is he's getting tons yeah. of sympathy um so I, who am i um to judge that then right it might might, might not be my cup of tea the, the stuff i like seeing once he's in the ring and doing they're, they're doing their stuff yeah, uh, but uh, all, all their shenanigans, I really don't care for. But again, it's working. He's getting over. Therefore, it should be in the mania card. <laughs> Tammy's saying the main card is like six hours. Of course, it makes it. Um, yeah, I think there'll be a tag match. It's just a question of will it just She's be right. Rudin Ziggler versus Heavy Machinery, or will there be others involved? Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be it's better than the pre Yeah. Yeah. So with this, uh, this came down to the Usos and Ms. Morrison with uh, them pinning Jay with Mrs. Feet on the ropes. This was no DQ, so we got the one, two, three there. Ms. Morrison retained. I love, I love that they called that too. By the way, that the the announced team called that this is legal, and and, and they admit they had Morrison roll over into a jackknife pinning predicament. While Miz had his feet on the ropes, pinning him yeah. on the other side, it was really well done. It protects the Usos, and it protects the Usos versus Miz and Morrison. Still, yeah, they didn't give away they didn't give away a clean finish to them, which is good. Um, AJ Styles with Gallows and Anderson versus Aleister Black in a no DQ match with a cameo appearance by the Undertaker tonight. Oh, what? Did you really think you'd see him tonight? Um, sure. Yeah, I guess. And I, I, Didn't we talk about this? It's like this was how they let Alistair beat AJ. Because if Alistair would have lost tonight, it's game over, man, at this point. Uh, you know, for him to keep getting this push. And uh, right. he needed the win. I think that uh, Taker provides cover for that, that distraction with Taker choking out Gals and Anderson. Styles trying yes. for the phenomenal forearm, getting caught by Taker, hit with a choke slam. Yeah, I think uh, I think this worked. This was a good match up until then. Um, it's just man, yeah. Following Matt, I mean, back when when you were in WWE, there was no no such thing as following the elimination chamber match, right? Didn't that main event every pay per view was on until we started having two of them? I believe it did. Yes, yes. I mean, could you imagine? Um, could you imagine having to go out there and do a singles match and follow the Royal Rumble match? Like, oh, the women's Rumble went, and now I'm the match after. Yay! Crowd's going to be really right. excited. <laughs> Lots of energy left. No, you're right. It'd be very difficult. Yeah. Um, so this was good, but you know, I think Alistair needs to get in a real meaningful feud. I'm assuming tomorrow AJ versus Taker is uh, the trajectory they're going to be on for Mania. And with Alistair, yeah. who knows? Uh, um, we had to just, this, oh, this, yeah, this, 
this was a great match, though, I thought, between AJ and Alistair until then. What I think happened is they had Alistair. I don't know how long they had it penned in that Undertaker would be taken on AJ Styles and Mania. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Because it feels like they couldn't have possibly had it for a very long time and that they had the eventual pinnacle of what's his name's push, Alistair's push. You could tell, in my opinion, it was always to go in there against AJ eventually and beat AJ as well um, in an in an off-brand pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? Um, and But then they felt like they changed things and they put AJ against Taker out there. And then once they did that, this is just like the way they had to book it. It's what it feels like, but I don't know. Yeah. I think we'll we'll see how the build is, but this is going to be a major match. I mean, you take her for AJ. Yes. This is uh, be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really it's going good. To be really good. It's going to. Yeah. And the Street Profits tonight retained over Rollins and Murphy, and again with the interference to keep uh, the losing team looking strong. We had Kevin Owens with popcorn throwing it at Seth Rollins, mm. and. Uh, I, I don't know, Matt. Did you think it was silly at the end that there's Seth like pouting and huffing and like angrily kicking popcorn up the ramp after like Kevin threw it all on him? Yeah. Yeah, it's very cartoony. But, um, you know, you do what is out there for you to take advantage of and use if you, if you have to, right? It's just what we're taught to do to react on the fly. Um, but I really thought uh, Street Profits would drop them and then go into Mania to recapture them. But they ended up doing the same storyline that I thought would happen here with the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. I think uh, this was really big on these weird finishes tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a lot of clean stuff. Um, I don't know. Sure. Oh, man. So, good match, though. Street Profits still majorly over. Majorly. Yeah. After that match, we went to Braun Strowman in his handicap match versus Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Mashinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn doing like a Benny Hill, just running under the ring, hiding, uh, staying out of this. Um finally getting a cheap shot, like running around the ring. It was an interesting way to keep him, I guess, uh, for anything that could have caused injury. But uh, Strowman charging Cesaro, missing the ring post. Nakamura hit his finisher. Uh, you know, then finally the Huluva kick uh, after a double suplex, and Sammy got the cover to win this. I mean, I'm really happy for Sami Zayn. This is years overdue. Uh, but I have to say the expense of Braun, I know Braun's going to get this back in Mania. Maybe he'll even get it back Friday on SmackDown. But what I mean, what does this say to you, Matt, about Vince's logic that Braun Strowman is the complete package, right? On every level. Sami Zayn, at one point, I would argue, was in the top three most gifted technical wrestlers in the company, the ultimate babyface, the ultimate underdog. And now here we are, Braun finally I has agree. a title, but Sami's heel antics yeah. makes makes Vince giggle. And decided, you know what? Let's put the belt <laughs> on him. It'll be hilarious. Let that be a lesson to fans out there. And you got you fans have heard this. I'm not the first person saying it to you. 
and you've at least read this out there if you've not heard it from other show hosts over the years whatever rhyme or reason that vent all of a sudden out of left field aha notice somebody on the roster that has been there could be there for years right yeah i remember when i was there at a at a left field dude he started really like being into nunzio just hmm. dude completely out of left field he he started like really wanting to book Nun- nunzio in like singles matches uh, no more FBI, just him by himself, uh, it, it giving him a little bit, of, uh, giving him some wins and stuff. He really started to feel that character. And it's like, dude, he's been here forever. Like, why now? You know what I mean? Um, it, it's just how he is. Whatever, you know, side of the bed he wakes up on, nobody can predict. And that's a good, uh, and to be honest, that's a really good lesson, for, not lesson, but uh, a motivator maybe for some of the talents out there. Like my boy Zach yeah. Ryder, he is so damn talented. He looks like a million bucks. He has the fans into all of his matches. Um, Dolph Ziggler to a degree as well. Um, just keep doing your thing because you never know when Vince will wake up with this hair on, with, with this with his wild hair on his ass. That today's the day he's gonna push you. You never yeah. know. It could happen to anyone. Um, it. <sighs> It's frustrating except for Braun, though. What's that? <laughs> yes, it is. I say, except Matt Morgan. No, but um, <laughs> uh, with 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 Braun, um, w- what bothers me about that is I hope he's not letting himself. Well, you do what you're told. Number one, as a wrestler, if they say jump, you say how high. Is the way I was trained. Um, I don't know how they train the guys now, but I imagine it's somewhat similar. So I, I, but I do just hope Braun's not accept, quote unquote, accepting this as his mania moment. Hmm. When they, in my opinion, he deserves a lot more for his mania moment than being capturing the IC title. He's bigger than that man, yeah. and I think he's been long overdue for the world title mania moment. It just doesn't fit right now. But I do think, you know, they, they, like he should not look for anything less than that. Well, last year, Mania, he was in an angle with the guys from Weekend Update on SNL. Uh, the year before that, he won the tag team titles with a nine-year-old. So, Nicholas. Yeah, so maybe this yeah. at least being a legitimate match uh, is a step up. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see that they, they, that, that's still, you know, not yeah. just because they screwed up other things or did weird things with them in the past should this make, a, should this make this okay. This dude is beyond past the IC title, man. I agree, but, well, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, him versus Goldberg would have been awesome. Him versus Roman, maybe they could pull the trigger on that again. Braun's too much of a baby face with the crowd now, so I don't think if Roman wins the championship off Goldberg, you can put Braun in that position, given the way the crowd currently reacts to him. Yeah, it's a shame Taker couldn't. I don't think Taker could take a match versus Braun, like a physical match, right? That yeah. would take to wrestle Braun. Um, but yeah, we shall see. Let's talk about this main event: women's elimination chamber match: Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan. So we got a little of what we thought we were going to get with 
the riot squad, right? Having mixing it up a little yep. bit. Um, we had Liv and Natalia trying their best to make it seem credible that they had a chance of winning this. Uh, we had Asuka going freaking crazy. I think everybody waiting <laughs> for her entrance because we knew her versus Shayna had the most potential, especially given the way that they just punked out Sarah Logan, uh, Ruby Riot, and live with this uh, Natalia to a lesser extent. Yeah. Um, but Shayna cool. versus Asuka was very cool, but not the. I think they still are saving it where they could do a match with these two, but pretty quickly yeah. in, um, yeah, like, uh, Asuka got some offense in, but no, I mean, uh, Shayna got the clutch in Asuka faded and the referee called for the bell. So we all knew Shayna was winning this tonight. Was there anything about this match that surprised or, uh, dare I ask delighted you? Delighted. <laughs> nice word. Um, I don't know why that word tickled me as you would say. Um, <sighs> I still think there's a lot of money left on the table with Asuka and Shanna and Shanna. Um, yeah. Which is a good thing. I think that's, I think that's a good thing, right? Um, more box office women's matches that they have, the better, obviously. You don't want to, quote, unquote, blow your load at Mania. They have nothing to draw, fall back on. Um, I, I, I thought this was good. I thought this was good. It was a good match. I just think the predictable ending, there wasn't enough. Super um, predictable. Yeah, and if this was about Shayna looking dominant, it absolutely succeeded. But unlike the tag team match, yes. they didn't really let the st other stories breathe. To where, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Riot Squad yes. thing ends up as a triple threat on Raw, just almost like a little filler mid-show uh, match. Oh, yeah. And that's the last we yes. see of it. Yes, that will not make mania. Yeah. Won't even make the pre-show a yeah. um, None of their fault. That's the comp. That's the company's fault for not making them feel like a big enough deal that the three of them are on their own way, kind of a deal, right? Yeah, they're on their own and play some hysterionics. How they all three were together. Like to see it on commentary is one thing, but to run video enough video packages um before like uh what's her name comes back uh morgan uh, Lynn morgan came back you know before unfortunately she had to get a whole lot on her with a damn lana uh rusev storyline you know yeah I don't know. i'm still it, holding out for a good live morgan storyline i'm holding out for more female storylines period at this point it really feels insulting is the wrong word. Just like they've just dropped the ball almost completely. And especially in Mania Which season. Is because think about it. NXT is a lesser uh, long, is not as long of a show. You do a much yeah. better job on NXT establishing those storylines for all those women. Well, we're going to have three women's matches in Mania of consequence. I mean, we'll have something with uh, the SmackDown titles. We'll have something with the Raw women's title. We'll have something with the NXT women's title. We'll have the women's battle royal on the pre-show. Um, and aside from That's that, good. I don't know if the tag titles are going to be defended. I feel like Asuka and Kari really need to get put into uh, a situation quickly if they're going to have a storyline that means anything. Would it, would, wouldn't you bring up like two NXT girls to do that maybe, right? Yeah. Or to go against those two? 
Tammy's saying they should have given the chamber match to the SmackDown women tonight for the chat to face Bailey, and they could have had Shayna just beat all these women weekly yes. on Raw. Oh my God, Tammy, Tammy, one thousand percent. I cannot agree anymore with that. Yeah, and they have plenty of girls. Oh, girls, they're plenty of women on that brand that we would want to see in the damn chamber, especially um, Lacey. My opinion. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, Matt, my video looks frozen to me. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It is frozen, but I hear you just fine, brother. Okay, here. Uh, let me uh, try just stopping and restarting. I'll be. Uh... Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna. You hate that it's frozen like that, don't you? I hate that it's frozen like that so much. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Uh, good. I mean, it's a good thing we're at the end of the pay per view, and there's not more to talk about with this. Yes. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh. DJ Navarrete with the super chat saying, "How do you feel about spending your fifty dollars on AEW Revolution versus Elimination Chamber and other B-level pay-per-views?" I would have felt ripped off if I would have spent twenty dollars on this tonight. No question. And you know what? Not one time during that AEW pay-per-view did I question whether is it a bad move to spend fifty bucks on. Not once. Not it once. did feel much more solid, start to finish. Felt like I got more than my money's worth, which is a rarity when you spend 50 bucks on a pay per view. Ryan McCabe saying Alexa Bliss has been calling out Oscar on social media and TV. I think there's an angle for the tag Ooh. team titles of Mania. That could be good, but do you really see Alexa and Nikki beating Asuka and Kari? Just for a BS babyface feel good moment on WrestleMania, right? I could, but I don't think. It's going to be intriguing. I don't, they've been in tag team champions before. There's nothing new for me there happening. And I still think, you know, it's so funny. What's her name? Uh, Bliss, I feel, is kind of like John Morrison here. She's bigger than being in a tag team. She's a singles act and a dominant, I'll say it, dominant heel singles act. There we go. That fixed it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Oh, thank God that got fixed. If I just had to look at myself in that pose for another second. Uh, but no, I think uh, your point's right. And But if that happens, like Kari is gone from the company if she hasn't re-signed her contract. And Asuka, they got to get her in a singles program ASAP if uh, that's how it goes. Because I think there's so much. We saw it tonight. Asuka and Shayna was what everyone was anticipating tonight. No one gives a shit about Shayna beating up Ruby Riot. No offense to Ruby Riot, uh, but we were waiting, like Shayna versus Asuka. So maybe that's what happens. Maybe we sideline, and if it's true that Becky is taking some time off after Mania, which again is just a rumor, but maybe if Shayna wins the Raw title, then we do Shayna versus Asuka after, uh, and if they're no longer tag team champs, maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That being said, look, there's not a lot more to say about tonight's show. <laughs> I mean, no, there's really not. No, it wasn't. I didn't like it. I think tonight's show was very good. Yes. And uh, my apologies to uh, Just Incredible in the chat saying we didn't call up the super chat. So, just so people understand how the super chat works, let me just lay it out. Like, after a while, things scroll off. I try and get any super chats on screen. I, again, Greatly appreciate that you're lining Raj Geary's pockets with that. Uh, but 
sometimes I will hold something and then by the time I go to get to it, it's gone. So I apologize if that's the case. Uh, always try and get those on screen. Speaking of Raj, uh, Matt, I seen the clip of Raj Geary on Ryback's podcast. Where <laughs> I, it's this last Monday's you episode. Are the best. Ryback starts off with, uh, oh. so Raj, let me ask you a question. What's up with this Rajback shit? <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I kept rewinding it and then it over and over again. My wife's like, I don't understand. We're on our way to the gym when you said that. And uh, I kept uh, um, rewinding it over and over over my car stereo because it was attached to my phone um, when you sent it. Um, it's a huge pop here. Um, I love every bit of that. I love every bit of poor Raj having to sit there like, oh, these guys are funny when I'm out on the podcast, even though I'm not supposed to be on Fridays. And You, you can know, hear him Raj. blushing. Um, you can hear how embarrassed and awkward could, he is. Yes. I could feel the red face going on, you know, of him just being embarrassed in that moment. His voice goes up two octaves. But, uh, and, and I like that Ryback is like, so is there heat with this? And they're like, oh, no, no. It's all just a good-natured joke. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was so, so well. Uh, I could, I know it was gonna be that funny, but I died laughing. I thought you were exaggerating. I oh no! Know. When I heard it, I was like, oh, this is gold, gold. <laughs> it's something, man. Uh so Matt, I know you're tired. I know this was an exhausting pay per view. I yes. feel like we've got a lot of people in the chat here. Is there anything else we want to cover or talk about before we come back here in 24 hours to talk about Raw? Um, sure. Let me ask you, all right, really quick. Are you looking to anything? Are you looking forward to anything tomorrow night on Raw? Shayna versus Becky, I think now they can really go full throttle on this, and we're going to get the next three weeks. Like, now now they're in a weird position where <clears throat> Becky has to stop with the jokes and the memes, and we need to see badass <laughs> Becky again to believe that she's going to bring her A-game for Shayna, and it's not going to be a Rocky Three situation. Yes, she's got to take her serious now. I agree with that. I'm also looking forward to um, AJ Undertaker storyline yeah. progression. There'll be some I'm good stuff. Forward to that the most. Yeah, and I think that'll be good. Um, those promos are going to be interesting. They are, and again, I repeat, AJ was considered a. Um, a throwaway for promos when he was a TNA. They just didn't think that he had the ability to cut promos, especially because of his Southern accent, I remember, which is such a stupid thing to say and think. Oh, Brian Almeida from the chat room says, Edge is back tomorrow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Okay. And Stone Cold, because uh, no, Stone Cold's on next week, on three on 316, on March 16th. So a week from tomorrow, Stone Cold is going to be on Raw. But they're already promoting that heavily. Uh, Tammy's question: cool. Who beats Ricochet tomorrow? <laughs> All right, so Tammy's MVP of the chat room tonight. <laughs> She's been killing it tonight. This one's funny. Um, God, who does it? The freaking popcorn vendor, the soda salesman, the dude in the front row. You, Tammy. Yeah, literally anybody. It's possible. Anybody. See. So hey, re- hey, really quick. Yeah, I was listening to another. Po- I was listening to uh, highlights of another podcast because I was trying to figure out what the hell am I missing here about Ricochet. And um, if you guys remember, I said that 
some of this ricochet could be backstage heat. He has to have heat somewhere. There's no explanation. I can't figure out an explanation of why they would just start burying this guy out of nowhere. Yeah. It has to be something. It has to be something where stupid world of rest, the bubble world of, of pro wrestling in which you can get heat for, you know, uh, not shaking somebody's hand 55 times, you know? Well, now you got to cover at least in the current environment. You could be like, Hey man, elbows. Oh my God. That's a good, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the poor new, what what the new guys are doing right now. Judge that are just getting, just showing up to raw tomorrow to be enhancement talent. Right. And extras. And they go to shake people's hand like, dude, no, we're not doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll see, man. I think it's going to be good uh, for Ricochet if he can get his career back on track. But you know what I'm tired of seeing? I don't know, like, when you want to open up uh, Google, I could suggest headlines for you. But I feel like yeah, every yeah, week there's yeah. a headline of some and, – and it's not Wrestling Inc., but it's some site speculating, like, rumor has it Vince has given up on this – wwe superstar and then you read it and it's like okay yeah we, we watch the same show as you guys we can guess that too based on the booking that's not an article i like the wrestling inc doesn't yes. do that shit yes it, exactly it doesn't actually yeah and it doesn't actually say their 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 proof as yeah. to where they're getting this from other than well ricochet lost to this today so this is surely a sign that well dude you're just making like an assumption like the rest of us can make you don't actually have that detail. Uh, Mark is asking, what about Spencer for hire? I watched Mark Wahlberg's Spencer movie last night, uh, which started off crappy and then got okay. But I have to say, it's not the best movie Mark Wahlberg has ever made, but it is the most Mark Wahlberg movie ever made. Like if you just want all the tropes. <laughs> um, and then we went and watched the first episode of Spencer for hire back from the eighties. Oh my God. Is that a grown up show? Uh, night and day difference felt very boring, very noirish. And then finally last night, and I have to shout this out because I had a bias against this movie because of the name. We finally watched 2006's running scared with Paul Walker, which I always refuse to watch because I love the movie running scared with Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines from the eighties where they play cops in Chicago. Oh my God. One of the funniest buddy cop movies ever. But, uh, I've been hearing forever running scared with Paul Walker is like this crazy, dark, messed up movie. That's really good. And I watched it. Yes, it is all of those things. It is exceptionally dark, really messed up, but it was really good movie. So I'm bummed. I slept on it. So I want to check it out then. Yeah, definitely one not to watch with children around. And you might even want to give the wife sort of a warning. And do you ever do that before you put stuff on? Like I go to IMDB just to look at the parents guide because I want to know what I'm in for. Sometimes. Yes. And with this one, it's just like, oh, I felt like we had to talk about this before we watched it. Like, are, is this going to like ruin our night? But it was a really good movie. You know what? Maybe I should be, maybe I should start doing more of that because that happens sometimes. Even with like scary movies, that end up being a lot more scarier than what I would think going into it. My wife hates scary movies. Yeah. And uh, like it, for instance. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I did not give her enough warning about it. <laughs> I just, I, I well, did. <laughs> different things, and I mean, it's it's that it's like, what are you in the mood for? When you just say a thriller or a horror movie, that can mean twenty different things. 
<laughs> yes, totally, totally. You know, but I no, mean, I, I I'm know. with I you. Dude. Thought she, I thought she'd rack it up to like Freddy Krueger scary kind of thing, and then they'd call it a day. But it was really, it's the new. They knew it is pretty damn good, man. That's a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But even that, like, okay, so this is where I'm a little bit of a wuss. Only when theaters. At home, I can deal with being scared. I just don't like being in a dark theater. And, like, I don't like the loud jump scares. So before I see something that's supposed to be, quote-unquote, yeah. really scary in a theater, I'll read the synopsis and know, like, okay, when this happens, like, don't be alarmed. Like, you know that it's coming. You know that there's going to be <laughs> a freak-out moment. Like, I do that now. But at home, I'm so fine. I can watch anything at home. So even though in the theater where there's, you know, hundreds of other people there in the theater or a hundred other people in there with you. See, to me, that's not as scary. I'll tell you what's scary. Yeah. I'll tell you this right now. If you're watching a horror movie in the theater is when you got to get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And everything is blank in the hallway. There's nobody in the hallways and there's nobody working and it's like past midnight. Then that's scary. Uh, Brian Almeida <laughs> is saying, uh, show your wife hereditary. That movie freaked me out. There weren't even jump scares oh, really so much in that, but that was a creepy ass movie, uh, the likes of which I've rarely seen. Okay, I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah, read the synopsis on that first, though, again, for trigger warnings and stuff, okay. because uh, I, th I think a parent might have a different reaction than I had to that film. But uh, yeah, there's okay. dude, the horror movies comes in so many different varieties now, it's impossible to really know what you're getting into. But I loved the new version of it, uh, I thought it was so, so well done. Oh. And not hokey like the one in the 80s. No, it was really well done. That dude is, he is pretty scary looking. No, oh, absolutely. Okay, well, I think that covers it for tonight. We're going to be back here tomorrow to talk about Raw. Uh, until next time, folks, he's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm Mike Land Rubenstein. Have a great night. We'll catch you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast.